Warning, warning. This podcast contains adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Bum, bum. If you're looking for a podcast that answers the question, what you talking about, Willis? Are, can we say that? If you're looking for a podcast, because it's a quote from a fa- I don't know. I told you I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> if you're looking for a podcast that's about this latest Star... Wait, the latest Star Trek convention <laughs> gossip? Uh-oh. Ooh. <laughs> it's actually, there's been other conventions since. Oh. A podcast that answers the other question, who shot JR? Or a podcast that explores what it really means to be a public servant. Ooh, yuck. Yikes. Turn it off. I'm Sarah. That's Haley. This is Rewind, the hot mess Star Trek podcast you didn't know you needed in your life. Hit it. Brown table. <laughs> I want to start with you because I feel like I have no idea who you are anymore. Yeah. You showed me pictures of you in caves. You're going to be doing jury duty. I mean, there's yeah. a lot going on. And you've had a summer off. You've had some moves, some grooves. Something about some hooves. Tell me about it. Dear horse. Dear horse. It's true. Yeah, let's start at like the beginning of the summer after our birthdays. Yeah. We got ready. Uh, We moved. Yes, we moved from Vancouver to Victoria. So now we put down roots, Mm. so to speak. That's been great. a copy of the DVD roots onto the floor. Oh, Being like, here we go. Yeah. Wherever I lay my DVD, I, I call home. Um... The day we moved was the only day it rained in the entire summer. So I was Perfect. like, that's cool. Fucking hydroplaning in a U-Haul. Like, yay. Alanis <laughs> song much? Uh, but that was great. We got, we got through that. And then, like, almost immediately... So I also caught, like, a summer cold while that was happening. And then almost immediately we, like, left to go to Ontario to visit family and go to a wedding. And, like... I was still feeling kind of shitty and I was like, well, whatever, I'm not testing positive for COVID. I'll just still, it's fine. Just rally. And, um, we're about to go to the rehearsal dinner and John's like, do a little, do a little test just to see. And I was Mm. like, sure. So whatever. I'm like slapping my face on. That's, that's girl speak for putting makeup on. (laughs) And he comes around the corner with this positive COVID test. And I was like, what? But I was like, that that makes sense because I was like, I've had a headache for three days. I have had a sore throat for like five days. Anyway, so I spent my entire vacation in bed, which was fine. It is what it is. It is what it is. And then, uh, you know, we got home, thanks Air Canada, finally. Um, It was not an easy, like the flights were canceled and rebooked and then delayed. And then Mm. we ended up having to stay overnight in Vancouver. It's fine. <clears throat> and then got back home, recovering from COVID. I'm having a nice... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I saw you at the airport. Oh, and I right. was leaving, and you were leaving. So would you have been positive? I had COVID. I have never gotten COVID. I am convinced... Because we, we hugged. We, oh, we hugged. We hot breathed on each other. Out yes. of the excitement. I was panting. I was like, oh my God, is this happening? Um, and wasn't STLV a super spreader or something? It was a super spreader. So it's interesting. I mean, it, you may have had it with like very Drinking and minimal. smoking, man. It cures all. <laughs> Just this saying. This is it. This is it. If you haven't started, start, start now. Start now. 
It's never too late. Get your menthols while you can. Oh, no kidding. I'm sad for just, you. Yeah, Cools with a K. Camel crush. Uh, so I, I'm like, yeah. So we saw each other in the in the airport, which was so cool. And, and just generally speaking, I don't look at people. And so I would have never seen you, but yeah. you saw me. And John was like, I recognize her from pictures. And the one time <laughs> I've met her. So weird. After I know. Seven years. I know. It's been 84 years. It's, <laughs> it's true. And so that was like the best just to see you. And then like, yeah, like the, the terror I felt. I'm like, I have COVID. I, and I traveled on a plane. I yeah, was not yeah. wearing a mask, but I also like kept my mouth shut the whole time and didn't talk to anybody. That's fine. But anyway, like the whole, the moral of the story is I've been summoned for jury duty. Oh my God. And so, you haven't finished watching that show, Jury Duty. No, I haven't I mean, you seen, seen any, the first episode. I've only seen the one episode. You know what? I would actually almost suggest like watch the first one, maybe throw in a middle episode and then just watch the finale. Cause I okay. found that like the show is like, it's funny. It's quirky. It's, it's, you know, a mockumentary where, you know, the shtick, right. And one yeah. guy doesn't know what's going on. He thinks it's real. And you know, it kind of drags on like more hijinks, blah, 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 blah. You know, you can more throw one in just to kind of get a sense for the hijinks. Okay. But when you watch the last episode, it's everything that you kind of, you have to watch one more. I, Cause I just want to see the end oh. and the ending when the big reveal, it's really, really, really good oh, like i actually would go back and watch that last episode multiple times really? It's really yeah it's very multiple sweet times. oh it's very sweet it's very nice. like it's heartwarming it's it's like oh. a, it's like a it's like a ted lasso episode wrapped up in a warm blanket on a stormy night like just comforting that sounds so nice Some soup oh yeah. <laughs> jury duty soup also i realized that i said that i've been selected for jury duty but i've just been summoned okay so i still have to you compete. have to compete this is your like this is your america's got talent like it's such a big deal to me because like i care about the law and the process and i care about equity and fairness and i'm just super curious to see how it works also like all over the place it's like on the jury summons it's like you must respond to this even if you think you get an excuse to not Go to jury if duty. You don't like, show up. And they no one wants to do this. Yeah, like no one wants to do this. I'm very interested in it. And then I thought, okay, well, like they're gonna be like looking into the backgrounds of people who they've they've called, and like I don't really have an online presence except for my LinkedIn, and then this podcast. <laughs> so I'm like, we'll see. But like. I have to go there. They'll assign me a number and then they'll have to pick my number and both the prosecution and the defense will have, have to, to agree like and it'll all have to happen before they select 12 people. So mm -hmm. like, I don't know. So even if I go really early, <laughs> it's not in my favor. <laughs> so we'll see. I think if anything, this <clears throat> podcast is going to give you a leg up. Maybe I, they're going to be like, well, I like Star Trek. I think that a I person like, who likes Star Trek is an educated, smart, reasonable person. True. And if they hold to them the values of Gene Roddenberry, we want them on this case. Well, as they should. It is a nine-day criminal trial that if I get selected starts, like, I'm going to court on the Friday morning, and if I get selected, the trial starts on the Tuesday. Whoa. I'm super excited. Also, like... For me, it's not a financial hardship because the government will pay for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, even if you got called, if we were with like PSSG or something, we I got be able to. jury summoned when, when I was working were... in the criminal yeah. justice sector. Yeah, too bad. 
I know I was so bummed the one time I got it and I was like I can't because I have access to all of this stuff if I want to go look it up Ugh. every day can be a court case for myself if I wanted to track the system I would never do that though no they track um, yes exactly they, they say should. they don't but they do well that's even better it reminds me of like when we were looking working at Lucenza and Terrell was like just so you guys know there's cameras now and I was like no there's not no there's not no there's not no there weren't there weren't yeah. Anyway, and then um, just the ones in the change room. <laughs> Remember the robes? Oh, we never washed them. They were never washed. No. Or did we sometimes take them home to wash them? No, that's not our jobs. Anyway, and then other than jury duty, I went. It's called canyoning. Yesterday, so yeah, my therapist was like, "Find stuff you like to do," and I was like, "I like being in the water." And then John was like, "I'm gonna go up to this canyon. I wish I had someone to go with me." And I was like, "That sounds terrible." And I'm like, "Wait, <laughs> no, I want to go. <laughs> I want to go." So I bought a wetsuit and like little wetsuit boots. Oh my god, little wetsuit boots! You know, so cute. And then like I have to get little wetsuit gloves because I just used John's and they were just like big man ham hands kind of like I can't do anything with these. There's that ham. But yeah, I'm I think I'm hungry for ham. I'm just hungry for salt and taste basically because mm, yeah, yeah, like I said, I can't taste or smell still. Um, but yeah, we went canyoning for like a couple hours up island. It was beautiful. It was cold water, but like you couldn't really tell because of the wetsuit unless some of the water got in the wetsuit. And you know how they say that you can pee in your wetsuit? Yeah, I definitely did. But I did take a giant shit. I'm just kidding. No, I, didn't. <laughs> I didn't open up the neck and vomit it because. Of the... Anyway, that's me. That's amazing. Yeah. And now you're rolling into fall. What are your fall plans? Oh. Fall, well, y'all. What? Fall, y'all. First of all, we're gonna go shopping. I hope we are or something. I need clothes. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I my only plan is to not wear white after today. That's the rule. <laughs> that is the rule. <laughs> I have nothing else going on. No. Just, no more travel? No, we were going to go to Maui and then it burned down. Yeah. It's so Thanks, sad. Oprah. Thanks, Oprah. Have you heard about this conspiracy theory that it was like Oprah did it because she's buying up all the land cheap? Oh, uh, the fact that there are conspiracy <laughs> theories at all. There's, just, I'm the just, Burning Man conspiracy theories are coming out now. What's the Burning Man conspiracy theory? Well, there they was like, see a fucking was like storm Ebola, coming. What? They that they're like being held there and they can't leave because there's an outbreak of some... Like there's just... It's people just being ridiculous. More Americans. I heard this fact the other day. More Americans have been married to Kim Kardashian than have gotten Ebola. <laughs> Oh my god. So that's yeah. anyway, how are you? I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. You look great. Your hair's Thanks. shiny. I colored my roots yesterday, man. Oh, Root touch up. Because oh, I did not want to spend four hundred dollars at the hair salon to come out looking exactly how I left when I went in, except for five white hairs are now not white. This is the worst. It's the stupidest thing ever. So plus my hairstylist who I really liked, she's gone. Oh. So I'm like, oh well, that's a sign. I'm gonna save myself four hundred dollars and do my hair myself and just not cut it. And if I need to cut it, I'll go somewhere cheap. Perfect. I'm letting it grow. Yeah. Because I want to hold on to my hair as long as I have because I've lost so much of it. <laughs> uh, getting older. It sucks. Yeah. But other than that, I'm good. I'm. It's been a great summer. I've been playing a lot of tennis. I have two tennis rackets. Oh my God. How's your backhand? My backhand is awesome. Oh. And I've had a breakthrough on my serve. I'm so excited. Like, I jump up and I'm just like... No. I've been watching the US Open all the last couple days. I play like two, three times a week, take private <gasps> lessons... But the season's winding down. So next week, I start beginner adult pickleball. Because what? if you can't beat them, join them. I am so curious. There's a pickleball court in Beacon Hill Park. Mm-hmm. 
It's like table tennis meets badminton meets tennis. Like really, it's this, it's okay. little paddles. It's loud plastic ball. <clears throat> oh, I know. You can let it bounce, but it's like it's pretty like you're not allowed to smash. Those that the lines are different, so you can't actually go right up to the net to smash. That's the point of. It's a gentler game, so it'll be interesting when I come in with my backhand to be like in your face. Yeah, smash. Kablam. Yeah. Uh, and then I went to SLV, and I know you have a whole host of questions for me, I and I just figured we should just get into it and play. Okay, okay here are my questions. Okay. What um, is STLV? <laughs> what's TLV? Um, there's, there's just a couple, like, Vegas questions also. Did you see the giant sphere? No. Okay. I did not leave the hotel, except twice. To go to two events. I literally just stayed. stayed. Well, there's, I think I saw the sphere in the distance during the day. It was not turned on. And I was like, is that a football dome or is that a sphere? That answers this question. If you had seen it, what did you see? And in your opinion, is it worth what it cost? Which was like a billion dollars or some oh, shit. Man. Yeah, no, I don't know. I think it's supposed to be... It's not fully open yet, too, because it's supposed to be also a, a, a place to go to concerts and stuff. Oh, wow. So it's, it's like a multifunctional, like a... a Audio like dome an omni dome, yeah, like the science palindrome or whatever. Palindrome <laughs> was that what they do like speed racing on bikes or something? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Okay, so then you didn't also go to Omega Mart at like there's like it's Area 15. Yeah, I heard about this. I did not go. There. <clears throat> okay, 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 okay. So you're like scrap the whole first twenty questions. <laughs> The ch- okay, there's a picture of you with a chick wearing a rewind shirt. Did you give that to her or did she actually wear it on her own? Heather. Oh, that was Heather. That was Heather. And she bought it on her own. At, she said that our podcast is her favorite podcast. Stop. Heather, is that true? It's totally true. Oh she is. God. I've never met her in person, but I've yeah. talked to her online. For I know like the name. 10 years. She was in the documentary, <clears throat> Get a Life, the Shatner documentary. Oh. Remember we saw Shatner filming it that one year we were there? Was that the captain? You were showed- the captains. I was in that. Oh, that was the captain's then. But he did a separate one called Get a Life, and she was on it. And um, she's Canadian, and so we'd been friends. But we got to meet her and her sister, and they were lovely. Oh, they were yay. so fun. That's great. Yeah. Oh. And she had the shirt, and I was just like, this is happening. I wish I would. We should have coordinated and worn it both together. Totally. Next time. Yeah. Yeah. Next time. Okay. How was the vibe given the inability for actors to discuss their characters or any characters? I think there was a lot of concern and tension ahead of time about like, is this even going to happen? Are they going to pull a last minute cancellation and everyone's going to be super bummed? But Michelle Hurd being so actively involved and such a wonderful human being, she actually had it written into the rules that this convention could happen, that other conventions could happen. They did the fine, like when you go to buy your autograph, Mm -hmm. they cannot sell an eight by 10 that has them in their uniform. It only has to be headshots, generic headshots. But if you were to bring a photo, they can sign it or start a movie, they can sign it. They couldn't say the word Star Trek. They couldn't really talk about the show specifically. So it made for really interesting panels. And yeah. sometimes they would just be like, well, you know why we're all here. That thing that we worked on, like there was a really cool opportunity to do this. So it was kind of made for funny things, actually. Cool. And then some actors, like Mr. Beltram, uh, kind of said, fuck it, and and, and got, got in a little bit of trouble, possibly, because they were being <gasps> a little bit... Um, 
inappropriate with talking about stuff they shouldn't have talked about. So really yeah. classic. So Robert or people would ask questions and then they'd get booed by the crowd because they shouldn't. They yeah. Couldn't have asked it because you get excited and you forget. Or sometimes there's a gray area. Or like when Terry Metalis was on stage as a producer, like he had a bit more freedom to talk about things. Same with uh, other people who were working on animated versus video games versus like, there was so oh, many, okay. but they seemed to be pretty aware of what they could and couldn't do. So we got to hear stories about like, what got you into this or what do yeah. you like to do for fun? Tell me about your gardening. Yeah, do you really? have an artesian well? Yeah. I have a I rash. Have <laughs> oh, well that's good. Cause I was wondering about it. Yeah. Yeah, and then of course, like the people who would ask the questions, who would just be like, like it would be so. I could see how disappointing it could be well, if yeah. you've never been, or you know, or there's people who are into Star Trek who are just so into Star Trek, and that's all they are into, and they don't care about. They don't see them as people with lives. They yeah. see them as you are this character, and I am dressed as this character, and I want to know about that episode you did thirty years ago. And they're like, I don't remember anyways. I was high, man. I was yeah. <laughs> I'm so high. I'm high right now. Mm. Okay, cool. Um, what was the grossest thing you saw? Oh, well, you know, the Rio in general is getting a little old and, and worn out. Um, I definitely would not enjoy, like in the morning, I'd want to get up with my coffee and like have a smoke and, and put $5 in the slot machine. Sure. I wouldn't go over to the backside area because there would be like people kind of sleeping, like hanging, like just like. You know, it just doesn't like feel inside safe. Or outside. Inside. inside. And then the room was pretty tired and yeah. like little stains here and there on the couch or on the floor. But each like, room is a suite. <laughs> like, <laughs> you wow. get more space to make a mess. Yeah, totally. I more mean, space was, to hide bodily fluids. But, the, but other than that, it wasn't. It was know, and the other thing that was gross was just how much people they spend on some of these Star Trek things. Oh my it's God. true. The gross spending. Like, 55, woof. 50 going 55. I'm jealous. And the lineup to Starbucks was gross. It'd be like 45 minutes to an hour. That was so bad. Did they not have like a mobile pickup option? Nope. And Fuck they, that. And they closed the one by the Ipanema Tower. So it was just the one over by Hash House at GoGo. Oh, stop. Did I you go there so to eat? I felt so bad for the staff. I did not go there to eat. They had the best I BBB BLT. I like literally went to Walmart and bought a bunch of groceries and I ate like, I was like Jim, like sandwiches, like smart tricky cheese sandwiches every day. Two sandwiches a day. Breakfast, lunch, sandwich. Doesn't matter. It's perfect. Bar, bananas. You can't eat well in water, Vegas if you And then you I leave bought a bunch of neutrals. Or not neutrals, but um, whatever. Like white claws. Nudes oh, or something like that. White claws, yeah. Oh, one of those. Trulies. Yeah, they were cheap. What's the happiest thing you saw? The happiest thing I saw, the happiest thing I, like, did. Both. So, well, the happiest <laughs> thing I saw would have been... Probably when I saw Bill and Dan for the first time. Aww. The first night when I got there and then they were hanging out in the bar and I'm like, oh my God. You know, like anybody I saw for the first time. When I saw Heather for the first time. Mm-hmm. When I saw Jeff. When I saw, you know, all the so Casey cool. and, and all the all the cool people um, for sure. And the happiest, I think the best night was the concert. The rock band concert. <sighs> And this is where I fist bumped Tuvok. Okay, so I'll tell you the whole story. So there was a, you know how there's usually like a gala or like a band and you're just kind of like, whatever. Yeah, thanks. Great. So this was on the Saturday night and this was the night that I went over to Amy's penthouse party where there was Picardo and Dominic and Nana and all these people. But it ended early because I think Amy had concert tickets or she had something to go to too, right? So I went back and I, because I had bought copper tickets, I had a free access to this gala event I knew Heather and Jennifer were going they were um, gold ticket holders oh, they were like me. fucking seventh what? row up or something so I got to hang out with them so the band was a rock band and I think 
and you can call me out on Twitter if I'm wrong, but I think they had said that this was the band that originally was started by Hugh Laurie, and it was like a bunch of actors like that were the like, band we from a cover TV band. or banned from yeah, TV or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and now it's called the Action Figures, and so it was Greg Grunberg who's been in Star Wars and a bunch of stuff. Um, the the ginger guy from the Orville, who was also on ER for quite a while, Scott Grimes. Okay. Um, and then I don't know the names of the other people that were in it, but then they brought, like, they were doing cover songs. So they did, like, Come Sail Away by Sticks. No way. They did Roxanne. So the girl that was in Picard, that was in the first two seasons, who, you know, she was the android or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She sang um, Roxanne, and she came out and sang, then Tuvok, uh, Tim Ross came out and sang, Todd Stashwick came out and sang some songs, and it was, like, we went running up to dance, like, we had, like, this dance crew going, and then a couple of people that were front row, I can't see, and they were, like, yelling at the band, like, getting mad, what? and the band was like, come on up and down, like, it's a concert, and so we all had to go sit down, and so I'm like, oh, bounce, and I'm what? drinking, I've been drinking, so I was bouncing my seat, like singing along, because I wanted to, like, because yeah, you're having a good time. Yeah, how often do you want to dance at a concert? Not yes, often. And exactly. at 43 years old, you're like, you take it this when it happens. Happening. Yeah. And so we were just like hanging out, and like, it was so good, though. The band was so good, and like, everybody singing was so good. And then when the last song, I think it was Come Sail Away, and then everyone comes out onto the stage, so we just rushed. And danced, and then like Tim Roth, like you know, shaking hands with everybody, like touched Ashwick. We're just like, it was like the funnest moment ever. Wow, I think it's the funnest thing that's ever happened at a Star Trek convention. That sounds amazing. And you're like, this band has to come back, and you need to put it in a place where you can actually have a real, like, do it properly. Because if you're gonna play good songs, like classic rock, like everyone wants to say Rocket Man or whatever the um, Bowie one is, you know, yeah, Starman or whatever. Starman, the man, so on the moon. good. Yes, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> It was awesome. Oh, so it was just like in in one of the rooms. It was in the main theater, like oh, the big okay. hall. Yeah, there was no seating. Yeah, that's not like this the best. A, yeah, it's when the orchestra's here. Go to go yeah. to hell. Get a periscope. Oh my god! Like I get you paid seventeen thousand dollars for yeah. your front row seat, but like, then join the fun. The dance. I yeah yeah yeah. They're they're those types. They are there. They are present. Yeah, here's big time, and they're rude. And that was one of the big. Actually, the grossest thing I saw was how rude the a lot of people were to the staff of creation. Like, I get it. It's a busy convention. I yeah. get it. The lineups are a little bit chaotic sometimes. I get it that things run late. Actors' yeah. flights get delayed. It there's a There's a, you know, massive SAG strike happening. There's COVID. There's people. It's, it's the Rio. They're moving yes. slow. It's a snail's pace. Like, and when I was in line for... Um, Jerry Ryan and for um, the guy who played Jack Crusher they were like at the same time like one was one thirty, one's at 2 o'clock so they're kind of staggered right so hers was moving like super fast and I was like ticket holder like number 140 so I thought I was going to be sitting there forever but I was like oh I got up they were just pushing people through really, really fast. I got a chance to just be like, oh my God, I absolutely adore you. I'm so excited to see you. And she's like, thank you. Smiled at me. We made eye contact. I'm in love. Perfect. Done. And then I had like earlier number ticket for, um, for what's, what's his, face? his face? I'm literally forgetting his name Hank? right now. No, it's, um. Hugh. No, it's not Hugh. It's. G- oh, Jack Crusher was played by Tom. Hardy. Hardy. I wish. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, sorry, Jack. Sorry, Jack Crusher. Um, from Downton Abbey. Um, and also his you. was like not moving. It was like his line was not moving at all. And Oof. I guess what happened was that the dealers, this is his first convention. Yeah. So the, the dealers, like, they'll buy like 500 
autograph tickets because they want to buy they want their merch so one of those guys had showed up and he had like a stack of stuff that he had to sign right so i mean that's fine like he's he had a flight to england that night it was his one day there like it, it happens you're gonna have to wait a little bit longer and the guy in front of me just kept bitching and like loudly like when we were like in the little nook where he was there doing his he had all these beers lined up he was drinking beers while he was doing all his autographs he was nice. like super just trying to be like whatever this is my life yeah this is what you signed up for you didn't yeah. even know and so the guy was like complaining, he's complaining to the guy who was volunteering there and just being like, well, this is ridiculous. This is good. And I'm just like, and I could, he could hear him like the actor and he's doing the best he can. He wants to go home. He doesn't want to miss his flight to England. Like he's just drinking beers. And so when my turn came up, I'm just, cause the guy was still going off. He wasn't leaving and it was my turn. And I was just like, you know what? I'm not frustrated, man. I'm on fucking vacation. Yeah. I'm like, a great what time. The hell? And he looked up at me and he winked and he was like, thanks for coming. And I'm like, you have no idea. And I was like, yeah, you do. Whatever. You too, man, like, yeah, guy. Man. But either way, I was just like, and then they're just being rude to the volunteers and just being just being rude and titled assholes. And I was just like, we are just so lucky to be on this vacation that no we can kidding. afford to be buying luxuries like an autograph that costs a hundred dollars. Like, so what is the, the peak up. of your life to get yeah, that autograph? Like, at least you have the ability to do so. Like, exactly. Just, so that was another thing that was kind of cheesed, cheesed me off. But yeah, whatever. that's tough. I mean. Yeah. That's G- life. Gene wouldn't be pleased no, with that person. That is behavior. not the Star Trek way of to no, being a not. rude and titled asshole. Nope. Um, what is the best thing you ate? Mm. Oh, there was a taco truck that <gasps> was outside the um, Millennium Fan Bar where the fan sets fan geeks party was. Nice. And it I didn't I didn't order them because I didn't have time. I was running around like getting food for everybody else. <laughs> Getting drinks for John Billingsley. Yeah, another, like, another, another mudslide or whatever. Another, fucking hilarious. Dude. So creamy. <laughs> so much. But Dan had gotten some and he let me have one at the end of the night. And that was like the best. Oh. Uh, and then I got Guy Fieri. Like they had the yeah. little side thing open. So I got oh, a couple nice. of the little tacos and they were like, they were really good. Because then, then I was eating fucking sandwiches in my room. Well, there you go. Exactly. Like a bomb. What is the best thing that you drank? Did you have any cool drinks? No. I just had the... Did you have a chalada like I did that one? No. So (laughs) gross. I just had my drinks that I... And then I was giving them away because it was like the last night. And I was like, who wants a White Claw? And I was just giving out White Claws. Because I was like, eh. Yeah. Did you touch any of the actors? Okay, well, I got a fist bump. Yeah, I think... Was it like this? Or was it just like... It was like that. Cool. It was like a fist bump. That's cool. I think Todd Stashwick touched my arm. like Because we had multiple interactions it was amazing so cool and i shook hands with terry metallis that's cool yeah and i wanted to talk to him about he's got two deloreans i got his autograph it's over there he has two yeah and he like rebuilt like the original one from the movie so i was like that's the photo i have to get then because then i can put it with the pinball machine exactly um yeah um Building on Todd Stashwick, did 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 Todd Stashwick look at you with his eyes? He did. Yeah. And he complimented my tattoos. Yay. And he, when I saw him later and I got the arm touch, he's like, it's rewind, right? And I was like, yeah. He's like, okay, well, as soon as this stuff's over with, then let's make it happen. We're good people. You want to do this. It's, yeah. It's a good choice. Yeah. This is... So <laughs> we're going to get you some lunch. <laughs> um... What was the party like? The fan sets party. It was chaotic. Oh my god! We walk into there, <laughs> get to the Millennium Fan Bar, which is like downtown. So we just like took a Uber. Oh, like it wasn't in the Rio. No. Oh. Because the fan sets thing is like not creation. It's like a separate organized thing. So they, they didn't wanted. Wanna... To... So this place is like a nerd bar, right? <clears throat> and you walk in, and they're like, "This is the room you're going to do a recording in," and it's like an empty, dirty, 
thing and we're like is it? But it's where they, 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 it's where they have like the events. Like they, they'll redecorate for whatever the theme is, and so they wanted to have tables because they were going to do their podcast recording. And then in the separate room, it was a bar that's all like, okay. decked out with like decorations and all these cool things. And like, so my job, my job at the beginning was to help get like get waters ready, and then we had I had to get food for John Billingsley and Bonnie Gordon and um, Bonnie Gordon's guest, and then <laughs> make sure that there's tables for them. And then put reserve down. And then I had to make sure that no one took the reserve seating safe for Michelle Hurd and her entourage. And then yeah. I brought them water. I gave Michelle Hurd a water. Nice. And she said, thank you. And all of her entourage was very nice, too. They weren't like assholes that were entitled, which is even better. Yes. And then getting drinks for John Billingsley. And then making sure no one took the table because Doug Jones was on his way with oh, his no people. And we had to keep. So I was like holding the fort. Like being the asshole who's like, sorry, you can't sit here. To like uh, people, like in a hot, sweaty. Oh like, no! So that was, and then I was sweating, and I didn't get a chance to drink or eat until the end of it. And then I had like a drink um, or two, and then yeah. I had like a dance taco and just hung out with them. Oh, I got hugs from like Bonnie Gordon and John Billingsley, like a That's ton. Nice. Like we're, we're like friends I like John now. Billingsley. He's hilarious. He's so oh, funny. and I touched the not visitor because we got a photo together. Oh yay! So she always put her arm around me, and I was like, oh, my God, I thought about that later, and I was like, I have to talk about that. Do you remember some ugly kid with, like, a Bajoran earring and a dickie? <laughs> the best. I got to go through my old photo albums. I wonder if I have a photo of me. I hope you do. I so do I. It would be so amazing. Um, I only have a few more questions. Sure. Was Chase Masterson there? She was. Yay! And she was singing... She sang at that big concert. Nice. Yeah. Good, good, good. I'm glad. Was Rod there? Roddenberry. Um, I think so, yeah. I didn't, didn't see, see him, him on stage or anything, or he wasn't at Maybe um, he Amy's. was just, like, hanging. I think he was there. How was James, ACDC? James. Oh, I just talked to him briefly the one night. Uh, he seemed good. He was hanging out at the bar the whole time with his Yay. buddies and just doing his thing. I don't know if I saw him wearing an ACDC shirt. That's okay. Yeah doesn't matter he doesn't need to wear it forever <laughs> um and then like i you already kind of touched a bit on on bill and down but like how were they like were they having a good time did yeah. was it they were happy they were happy there was some <clears throat> stresses they didn't get their autographs again because oh, they kept no. fucking up with um the lineups for some of the people from strange new worlds which Shoot. sucks but they were they were a little stressed about the fan Geeks party, just getting it, you know, because when they get there and it's not really what you expect and you have to run around and make sure the sound is working with it, the stress of making sure that fan sets, that those people are happy. But they were like super stoked on it. They they loved it. The fan sets, people, Lou and John, loved the party. They were so excited about it. Um, it went off just perfectly. The booth was busy the whole weekend. Um, Dan filled out a check mark in his bucket list thing and went and saw the Michael Jackson um, Cirque du Soleil show by himself. <gasps> oh, loved it. He said he cry, cried like a baby. Cry, cry, yeah, I will not go see that because I will not support that man. But um, yeah, I yeah. get it. <sighs> I still do love some of his music though. This that I know. show. He said it was amazing. That show on its own. Like I also cried like a crazy person. No one else is crying around me. My parents are like, "What's wrong?" Um, yeah, but also you know. <clears throat> the children thing. Um, okay, now I just have two questions related to Star Trek. Okay. Did you know Mary Steen Bergen, Bergen who was married to Ted Danson, mm. little dancing man? Yep. Do you know that she used to be married to Malcolm McDowell? Really? And Malcolm McDowell's nephew, Alexander Siddig, you already knew, mm -hmm. who was married 
to Nana visitor. Uh-huh. We had a kid together. Knew. Okay. I know. I'm not bringing you any new gossip except for the Mary and Malcolm. Did you also know that there were rumors on the Voyager set about Robert Beltran and Jennifer Lean? Cass. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's all I'll say about that. Rumors. I'm tired of rumors starting. I'm sick of being followed. That's Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> oh my god. I know. <laughs> she, had a, she had a kid. Didn't she just have a kid? Oh yeah, that's right. So did Paris Hilton via surrogate. Also, Paris Hilton's here for Rufflandia or some shit. Oh my god. Yeah, she's, she's a DJ now. She, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Good. Good work. Oh my god. All right. Before we go into our episode, let's do a quick shout out to fansets. Hi, listeners. <laughs> that was a fan fan. <laughs> We'd like to take a minute to thank our friends at Fansets. They are always working away like busy bees to put out the best Star Trek pins you could ever ask for. I had the chance to spend some time with them uh, and the rest of their crew while in Vegas, and they are such a great group of people, and they're totally Trek fans, and they kept telling Bill and Dan that they were lucky to have me because I kept opening up the table in the morning because those two yahoos were at <laughs> Hash House of Go-Go, eating off probably a hangover. Um <laughs> But you know the drill. Um, let's go. Let's go support them and show them how much we love them by getting some pins uh, and get a discount ten percent at the checkout by using our special code TrekGeeks, all in caps, one word. Thank you, Fansets, for continuing to support us. Fansets, our pins have character. And they do because they're characters. Right? They're pins that are characters. Oh you said it. So it's been about 84 years since we've recorded an episode. I, yeah. What we did, like, last one was Best of Both Worlds is what yeah. we did. So we're doing the neutral zone. We've gone back to season one. Did you watch this? Did you I did. Watch it? I watched it. I have hard copy notes here. I'm excited. Hard copy. Hard copy. Oh, yeah. Do you also remember a, good... a Current Affair? An inside Edition. And also, do you remember Your on Candid Camera? Oh. Rescue 911. Oh, bring it back to Shatner. What hasn't he done? So good. Um, all Wait, right. I have to pee. Okay, go. Okay. I will pause so I don't have to worry about editing this out. Don't. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> this is fun doing this in person. It is fun. I like it. Let's just do this from now on. We can make it happen. Yeah. Like, it's not hard. Move out here. You you know, I was curious about, well, maybe. I was going to ask you about, like, do you like living out here? I love it. I mean, you're I never, I went down to, Brad and I went downtown for the first time in like a year um, for our anniversary. And we went everywhere in one night. We got downtown early because, you know, we're old. So we're like, five o'clock, we're downtown. Totally. And had a beer and some nuts at Big Bad John's. Nice. Then we went to the new St. Frank's and had a beer. Oh, good. And it's then open. Good. It's open. It looks great. It looks exactly the same, but in a different location. Then we went and had dinner at Cafe Mexico. Nice. And then we went to the Barden Banker and had one drink. And then we went to play some pinball at Quasars. And then we went to Lucky Bar. Oh, my God. And I pulled the whole, like, I used to work here. Can I get in? Yeah, I got yeah. in, saw the Dillons that now own it. And I had to go there because my little cousin just turned 19 <gasps> and wanted to be on the guest list for 90s night. Cute. So I got her and all of her girlfriends up, uh, hooked up to get in without having to wait in line. That's um, amazing. And we saw, like, a random band. And we just threw back a bunch of beers and got some for free. It felt like old times. It was actually, like, really fun. Oh, 
fun. And then we were like home by like 11, like classic. That's perfect. It sounds like a perfect night. But that was the first time I've been downtown yeah. in forever because there's nothing downtown that I need anymore. Like we live out here. We love it out here. It's getting, getting busier, but it's, the Sephora is open. Or it's, it's there. I just, I, I was over that way. I didn't go in. It was early. So some things weren't open yet, but it's like, uh-huh. it says Sephora. It's Where right beside it? the fabric land by the hair. Um, what's that? Sally Beauty. Oh, really? It's along there. So it's like oh, Sally yeah. Beauty and then the shoe place and yeah. then it's Sephora. Oh, yes. Yeah. Amazing. Right? Cool. Okay. <clears throat> so um, here we go. Okay. The neutral zone. Not to be confused with the cow zone. Uh, <laughs> Look, we're hungry. We got we're it. hungry. <laughs> the episode starts with Reich. <laughs> Already a spelling error. Fuck me, right? All right. The episode starts with Riker being spicy and telling Worf and Data to calm the fuck down about the random thing floating in space. Data, full of attitude, is like, dude, we got time. Fucking let's do it. So Data and Worf go investigate an old probe. Data, or should I say Brent, shows a sense of wonder when the door opens onto the cold storage room. I thought he had no emotions. Yeah. There are skeletons and frozen capsules, but wait, there are people who appear to be frozen. Data is yelling. The captain's shuttle is approaching, and Riker, beardless, calls for Data to return quickly. Ah, they said it! They're headed to the neutral zone. Warp 8. Two outposts have been destroyed, apparently. There's been radio silence on others, and the mood is tense. Romulans! They are up to no good. So the doctor went ahead and thawed the folks they found. They had typical human issues that you see today. So she cured them, and now they're just, like, waiting to be woken up. Okay, this episode really showcases early Picard. He tells Data he should have left them there because they're already dead and then is thick enough to invite Worf to watch them wake up when they've never seen aliens. Like, what the fuck, dude? And then there's, like, really cheesy music. And then when the woman wakes up and she says, she faints. He's like, welcome to the 24th century. It's so dumb. It was, like, a cheesy, like, 90s early film. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's because it was the early 90s. Season one. It was, like, 1988. Uh, They interview the survivors and hilarity ensues. Hogwash! The finance guy wants to phone his bank and read the New York Times, so he's up for a surprise. The other dude is just happy money didn't go into his ex-wives, and the homemaker is confused in general. TV died out after 2040. That's good to know, because that's not far away, and now I'm nervous. Is that enough time for the proper HBO Max Harry Potter TV series I've been talking about? Um, The Romulan stuff is tense. The finance guy has a hissy fit. Troy shows the lady all about her kids and their kids. And the other guy taps the doc on the ass. Uh, They get to the neutral zone. Shit's missing. Romulan shit is missing. They're all pissy. They take off. And the humans they found are sent away to enrich themselves and start over the end. Classic season one. Yeah. That was the end of season one. That was the finale. finale. That was the finale. There wasn't even a big um, cliffhanger or nothing. It was just an episode. But it was a fine episode. Tell me your thoughts on it. Yeah. Um, I thought the episode was fine. I thought that the we didn't need the people, like the Thawed people at all. Except for I might have just been blanking out on the bridge when they were talking to the Romulans and that guy who was concerned about his finances. Mm. He might have suggested entering into an agreement. But like I think, I think like Picard would have gotten there without him. But uh, yeah, I just kind of felt like if that entire side story was taken out, it would make no difference. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, it just garnered more questions on my end. Yeah. But here's some, here's some notes. I said that this was a season one episode for show mm-hmm. because, you know, they're still trying to get into their characters. They're not super, you know, Riker without his beard, Riker calling Picard Picard. Yeah. Like just little changes Awkward. in, 
Troy's way of speaking. She's not quite sure what to do with her accent or if she's like just speaking in iambic pentameter. It's very weird. <laughs> um, so was Rod at the con? I guess I added that here. That's also a note. You really want to know what's wrong I really, with Rod. What's up with Rod? It's from the bathroom. Um, what is what is Worf's bride-to-be sash? And how is it different from his new, current sash? And by current, I mean like season seven of TNG. So like it, yeah. it's fancy gold, not super fancy. I know all about them, but I didn't, you know, do you? I don't know anything about them. I think they have different meanings. Or? I think they have different meanings. Mm. So anyway, that's something for me to all report back. Mm. Maybe do a deep dive. Glad, uh, glad to see the stigma around substance use is still alive and well. So like when, <laughs> you know, like the, the rock star guy, yeah. how he had like destroyed all his organs with chemicals and like, like Crusher was like, oh, God. And I was just like, well, that's not going to help us. <laughs> Overdose crisis is worse than ever, but whatever. Um, uh, space.com said that the Romulan war bird is the ninth best spacecraft on Star Trek. <laughs> What's the first eight? It doesn't matter because like nine, like I can't even name nine. Like all of the enterprises, and then like the board cube, the cube, a Klingon so, bird of prey, and then <laughs> this is it's just three words here, but I think it says a lot. Unsecured thawed people. What were they doing? Just fucking willy nilly everywhere they wanted to be. Why didn't they just keep them sedated? Um, it was interesting to me that Data wanted them back on the ship. It made sense, like you know these guys, these people are they're, they're dead, but but they could be really dead if we don't do something. Yeah, like they could end up like the gross mushy skeletons that were in there. Yeah, um, where there had been like some containment failure, but it was just odd to me um, the way that they 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 did that, and then. Like, they're just running to muck, fucking on the comms, and, you know, Picard's like, please don't, please don't do that. And he's like, I need my Wall Street Journal. And it's like, dude, just take a beat. Like, yeah. do what you're told. Yeah. Anyway, I just, I, for, a, like, a military-esque ship, you'd think that they would have had <laughs> a little bit more tighter security. Yeah, just a little bit. Just anyway. A, just a little bit. But all in all, it was fine. It wasn't, it didn't feel like a finale episode to no. me. If I was not, um already interested in the series it wouldn't make me tune in for season two mm-hmm. um but you know that's just my that's well just season my two is a dark then. horse so it's like the fact the that season... they got through season two. Oh yeah season two's yeah pulaski pulaski i hardly knew her <laughs> what did you think i liked it i thought it was fun um the guy with the accent was hilarious and how he wants data to be a sidekick would have been a really good sitcom Oh. And I can't help but wonder, like, what happened to these three? Like, what a throwback that would have been an episode of Picard in season three of Picard, where you get one of them back being like, oh, it's like just walking by, like, oh, it's nice to see you. Do you remember me? Yeah. I'm that not doing cool. good, man. This shit's really fucking up. I'm not one. My family disowned me. Um, the Romulan stuff is interesting. They played them yeah. up so much in the beginning of the series that they were a real threat, but we never really see them as bad guys that often. I always thought that the villains of TNG were the Borg and the Cardassians mostly. Yeah, I mean, the Romulans definitely have their place, but I agree. Like, the the fact that they were like, well, they're... Uh, yeah, it was still very early on. Yeah. Was this the first... Um, We'd seen of them? Yeah, in the... Maybe there's mention of them, but I can't think of a... Yeah, yeah I don't remember. Season one is just like... I don't remember. It's season a lot of one, us. they're trying to figure it out, and we're yeah. just trying to hang on for dear life. Absolutely. Um, 
so we got some fast facts, um, goofs, stuff from Internet Baby Database. Do you want to split them with me? Okay. Do you want to start? Okay. All right. Wish I brought my glasses. Oh. When Claire Raymond, I think that's one of the ladies. That's the lady that was thawed. <laughs> that's the lady that was thawed. <laughs> when Claire Raymond searches for her family members with Counselor Troy, the names on the screen are the names of the series' main crew actors. <laughs> also, <laughs> that reminds me, she's like, his name was Tommy. I'm like, more information. <laughs> he was birth? born in Ohio. What year? <laughs> what hospital? Well, yeah. like, <laughs> what was the social insurance number? Thomas, oh that's my baby's name was Tommy. I'm like, why? <laughs> she was the worst. <laughs> yeah, she was. Claire. Uh, the cryogenics satellite was identified only as an ancient capsule or space module in this episode. Both the Star Trek Encyclopedia mm-hmm. and the Star Trek The Next Generation Companion mentioned that the name S. SS Birdseye was inscribed on the hull. The topmost segment of the satellite was labeled with the registry identification number of 4077. One of the many references to MASH, 1972, Birdseye Seafood Inc. was one of the first brands of frozen foods making the satellite name an inside joke. Well, that's a real... Well, that's a real deep dive. That's super deep. Somebody somebody spent some time to log in, create an account on Internet Move Database and add that. Yeah. I don't know how much I support that. Also, when I first saw the probe, I was like, oh my god, it's the ISS. And John's like, what? I was like, no, it's not. Anyway, it wasn't. <laughs> Just because it has solar panels doesn't make it... <clears throat> this episode was a milestone in the history of Star Trek by establishing that the first season of TNG took place in the year 2364. That helped. Because when he's like, what year is it? I'm like, don't you dare don't you say dare what star date. date it is. This was the first time an exact calendar date was provided for a Trek episode. Kirk's timeline had been established as the 23rd century in the movie Star Trek for The Voyage Home, 1986. All Star Trek episodes, chronologies, novels, and background information since 1988 have been calculated from this date. Wow. Do you know still what the star date means, translates to? Me neither. I'll, no. I'll look at the... I have the encyclopedia that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. I don't have the companion, but I do have the technical manual for the mm-hmm. Enterprise. Um, I'll look into it. Yeah, I, I like, what's I the could... math behind it? Because if you're traveling at certain speeds, and then the theory of relativity and the and all these things about like, yeah, if you're traveling faster than the speed of light, like you're going distances that would take forty years, but you do it in ten minutes. So what's the how are they calculating yeah. it? Yeah, I feel like Michael Scott at Beach Games was like, can you go to the back and see if there's a a way to break down like gold stars versus thumbs up. <laughs> What's the math on this? Uh, as Data and Worf beam onto the ancient capsule, Data checks the scanner and announces there to be minimal oxygen atmosphere. It would be a little too late for Worf had it turned out the atmosphere wasn't breathable. <laughs> and also, I suppose that it was just trying to like emulate the atmosphere that we have because we also have a minimum oxygen atmosphere. Mm-hmm. It's not all oxygen. No, it's not. Picard asks the Enterprise computer how long it will take to reach the neutral zone. Name of the, the name of the show. That's it. Data is right there and can calculate faster than the computer. And in any event, it's a pretty basic question that even the helmsman or most bridge officers could answer. There seems to be no reason for Picard to address the question to the ship's computer. <laughs> He's just used to Alexa. This Alexa, is it. tell me. 
Uh, at 27 minutes, 16 seconds, as Troy is preparing to counsel the young 20th century lady, we see a model of the Enterprise A from the movies painted flat gray. However, the warp nacelles are put on the struts backwards with the pointy end facing four and the blunt leading edge facing out. Okay. That's just fucking dumb. Why did I put that in here? And also... No one cares. Is that even true? Uh, Who cares? It's painted flat gray. It's called gunmetal gray. <laughs> Battleship gray. Like, Yeah, really. When researching the fate of Claire's children back in the 21st century, Troy tells her, there must be a record somewhere. Well, that's like... <laughs> While the reassurance may be in character, the star- in the Star Trek universe, there was a nuclear war on Earth after Claire was frozen, which must, which must have destroyed plenty of family records um, and people. As somebody who's involved in the creation of the digital archives, I'm, I'm going to show you all these vital records will be stored. Okay. Like in the cloud or whatever. Oh, yeah. What if it's a, there's a mushroom cloud? Well, then we're fucked. No one will ever That's know. That's true. No existed. one. It won't matter. Who cares? I like, your, I like your It's approach. the history. Look forward, man. Enjoy yeah. the present moment. Live in don't, the now. Don't live in the past. Don't live in the past. When Captain Picard orders Data to sickbay, Data looks to Commander Riker, who gives an approving nod before Data leaves the bridge. Data would not require approval from Riker, as Picard outranks him and is the commander of the vessel. Yeah, Riker, stop power tripping on Data. Also, leave him alone. Like, cue, it's abuse. cue the extra that took Data's spot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you if you go back and watch it, he's like very like this is my this is my role. <laughs> this is it. This is my one chance. Yeah, like, don't he really just went for it. The Enterprise's sensors, as well as Data's tricorder, should be more than capable of identifying biological matter aboard the derelict capsule. <laughs> Yet, Data and Worf are surprised to find the frozen, human, frozen <laughs> humans aboard. It's true. Also, like, the how they were all gross. Like, you'd think well, maybe they wouldn't be mummified because of the oxygen. I don't know. Deep I'm dive. not a How many deep dives are we going to do here on Chronogenics? This is true. <laughs> Uh, when Picard walks the floor in sick bay, the floor can be heard creaking. <laughs> the floors in the Enterprise are not wood and should not creak when walked oh on. Oh my god. Awesome. Okay, would you rather? Would you rather be frozen and brought back during this timeline or during Picard season three timeline? Season three timeline. Okay. You? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's the I need the, one. I need the older bearded Riker. This is exactly what I was going to say. I need, I need bearded Riker. I want meditating wharf. Yeah. Not I want scary short haired Bob. And I will make it a threesome. <laughs> do you hear yourself? If you could be frozen and potentially brought back to life later on, would you do it? Um, oh man. Only if like, uh, it would have to, like, I would want my loved ones also to be frozen yeah. against their will. They're not interested. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I wouldn't want to do it unless I was, like, completely alone or I could do it with all of my my loved ones. This is a minimal amount of people, including you. <laughs> uh Yeah. Um, but, like, not to be bleak, I don't think this world has long to go. No, uh, there's nothing to be frozen for. Uh, shit's going down. So, um, I don't think so. Also, I don't like being cold. But if the Earth, if you're shot out into space in a capsule, there's a chance that even if the Earth implodes, like what other, 
like this like this scenario like there's a nuclear thing that happened on earth but these people were 1980s that's true that's true so it's dumb i would have to be like basically very close to the end of my life to want to have to start another well and i wouldn't want to be like 80 years old be like i want to come back at 80 no man if i'm like if i die in the next five years freeze me yeah okay do you want to but, write this? Should we write it down? Should we write this down? Is this fine? This is recorded. This is the yeah. thing. Okay, let's say, to, let's say you die tomorrow. All right, cool. Bleak. It's possible. Okay. You wake up on the Enterprise. What five things would you ask the replicator for? What three questions would you ask of anybody? And what would you want to do? So, okay, so you're, so you're, you're woken up. You've been given the shocking news. You're on the Enterprise. There's Worf. There's Troy trying to counsel you. And you're like, bitch, I'm fine. Yeah. And then they show you this replicator. Oh! Any five things you want in that moment, food or not food, what would you go for? Oh, what would you like? I mean, it's a replicator. I didn't right? even think of not food. It was all food. Oh, Some right. chips immediately because I would need them. A lemon because I'm going to need it on something. Even if it just a little squeeze in water. Yep. You try that with your 60 yep. ounce. Um, so that's two things. The third thing would be like a pair of pants because I'm probably naked. Good point. Just pants. Just pants. <laughs> just pants. And they're like pirate pants. They're stripes. <laughs> stripes with rags. That, like they're raggedy at the bottom. I don't know. <laughs> so like one of the things is I need to like consider these would you rather. So it's not an off the cuff response. But this is working out okay. So that's three things. <laughs> pants. A lemon. Salt vinegar. Chips. Just, uh, and then I would want a piece of paper and a pen. <laughs> Cause, well, I don't know. You know, to jot I gotta some write, stuff down. Gotta write a couple notes, and I don't want to share it with the computer or the people necessarily. And then, in terms of like what I would ask, is that five things? Yeah. Yeah. And then, in terms of what I would ask, yeah, what year is it? And then I would be like, slap them in the face. I don't know what star date four zero point eight nine ten eight nine ten. One two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve. Um. And so I would, what date is it? Where the fuck am I? (laughs) And uh, what can I do? Like, put me to work. Uh, What else is is going on? You got movie theater here? Like, like I could figure out by the answer of the time if, you know, anybody I knew is still alive. Yeah. um, Or if there was any chance of getting back to those people or those, that planet. And then, like, I forget the the second question I asked. What would you want to do? Like... Let's say you're like, oh, yeah. kind of like, sent. You say the ship is like, all right, we're turning around, we're going to Earth, we're gonna drop you off, and you had time to think about like, what do I want to do with my life now? Like, yeah, obviously you're gonna look for family or whatever. Yeah. But like, money and all that kind of shit doesn't mean anything. You could do whatever yeah. you want. You well, want? I was kind of mulling that over when we were watching the episode because I was like, okay, there is no money anymore there is no need for physical things or like you know all the shit that we have there's let me let me guess jeff bezos amazon no longer probably i'm I'm guessing there's a good chance it's gone granted i did order something the uss amazon Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) totally would be i don't know i don't have an i don't have an answer for that go explore caves and swim yeah Wait, this is me back on Earth or on the ship? When you get back to Earth, or like, or would you say I don't want to go to Earth? That's oh, me here. I yeah. Depending if everyone I knew was dead, I would just stay on the ship. Like the, yeah, I mean, you're gonna have like great, 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 great. I won't care about cousins that. or something. No, I maybe. won't. 
No, because me and Evan aren't having... Well, first of all, me and Evan are brother and sister. We're not having children together. <laughs> but this, separately, we're also probably not having children. So I won't have any, like, family. Yeah. Um... Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Samesies, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's hard to know. Yeah. Why don't you ask me that question when it actually happens? All right. When, okay. I, when we wake up next to each other on the Enterprise and we're like, holy shit. It's happening. It's happening right now because quantum. Say the rest of that sentence. Because <laughs> quantum. quantum. Quantum theory. Your thoughts. Thoughts become, become things. things. It's another universe. Just exist it now. Oh my god, we're having so much fun. We would, scared. though. We would be a we bit look freaked great. out. We, we look great. I don't immediately need the chips, but I want them there My hair's comfort. thicker again. Yeah. It's, there's... Um, <laughs> my hip doesn't hurt. Yeah, my whole body doesn't hurt, right? Yeah, that would be nice. I think we would have a lot of fun working. Like, I would want to work on this ship. I don't know. I yeah. would want to work. I would want to do stuff. I'd get pretty bored, I yeah. think. Um, what, what, what about you? Oh my god! Well, if I wake up um, the replicator, I'm gonna want like a like a pepperoni mushroom deep dish. Mm, deep like, dish. Like like I want the bread. With okay. The, I, want, I, I want made I, one of those uh, recently. It's too, too much. much. It's too much. Too bread. much with a Coke Zero, mm. like ice cold Coke Zero. <gasps> Fountain or can? Can. Nice. Got to be can. Ice cold can. <sighs> so I got my pizza. I got like, but I want a Caesar salad to start. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my favorite meals. I got I got my Caesar salad. I got my pizza. I got my Coke Zero. The three. And then my fourth thing would be um, like, like a hoodie yeah. and sweatpants, like tracksuit, like Cute. an Adidas tracksuit, like super yeah. comfy black. Juicy velour. <laughs> pink. Like baby yellow color. Like you gold. Could, you could put I love gold. gold. Off. I love gold. And um, uh, a pen and paper? No. You can only have one. <laughs> Sour soother is for dessert. Oh, yum! <laughs> Red band. That's mm, the good, the best brand. Yeah, the purple one's my yeah. favorite because they taste like currants. Mm. Um, I would probably ask, yeah, what year is it? Where am I? And how did we survive like 2020? Like, how did we like? How did we get, how did out, we of get out of there? Like, <laughs> what happened? How did we fix that shit? And I'd probably just be like, I don't need to go to Earth. I've been there. I spent 43 years down there. Where are we going? Yeah, what's Who's next? Who's this Q you've been talking about? <gasps> Can he teach me his ways? Am I a Q? Are you Q? <laughs> no. Are you Q? Do you want to get this going then? We can go get some food? Let's do it. Awesome. Because it's closing time. Time to finish podcasting, then go eat some pizza. Today. Yeah. Oh. Um, that does it for another episode of Rewind, and it's great to be back. We hope you enjoyed the show. Tune in next time when we talk about the time-shifting, confusing Wharf Season 7 epic parallels. You are mouthing the words as I'm doing this. Until then, feel free to reach out to us via a voicemail on the Trek Geeks website. Do it! While there, you can find a link to our Patreon on account, what the fuck, Sarah, <laughs> where if you sign up and support us, you get unedited episodes ugh, and other perks. Yeah, that's a perk. That, unedited. Right Thanks to Five Year Mission for the music. Thank you, Fansets, Trek Geeks, and all of you for waiting around for us while we had our summer vacay. And Ooh. like I say, like to say, to infinity. <laughs> In a pearly. In a pearly. <laughs> 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 that never gets old. No. Bye. 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 <laughs>